0: You feel that people have maligned your character? I have been assassinated. I have been buried alive. But I'm alive. So I think the point you're making is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have never held anybody against their will. I don't need to. They, why would I? Well, I'm, How I, stupid would it never be held for anybody R. Kelly, with all I've been through in my way, way past, to hold somebody... Up. Let alone four, five, six, fifty. You said, what? "How stupid would I be to do that?" I didn't say you. That's were holding, stupid, guys. I didn't. Is this camera on me? Yes, it's on. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Don't forget the blogs. Forget how you feel about me. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you want. But just use your common sense. How stupid would it be for me to, with my crazy past and what I've been through? Oh, right now, I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement, and, and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Robert. Stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. <laughs> I gave y'all 30 years my Robert. 30 years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me. You're killing me, man. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. What? Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. You don't want to believe it. Greetings and salutations, unicorns. It is Mother Unicorn here on the intro check-in. And I just wanted to let you know that the upcoming episode that you are about to hear was recorded a week ago. And so much, I mean, so much Misha has happened since I recorded This episode, this is why I tend to stay away from celebrity gossip because Jesus Christ! I mean, you blink and it's on to the next. Are you even talking about Jesse Smollett anymore? It was Chloe and Tristan and Jordan, but now, as you heard, it's it's all about R. Kelly yet again. Why? I don't know. This story to me has run its course. I am not a fan of the rhetoric over and over and over again. Throw this man in jail, let him do his time, let him get some help, and let us move on. But that's not the case. We are here. We are here right now. And this episode for me is important because I say no. I'm denouncing the need to participate in the celebrity worship culture. I'm saying no to everyone who is still on Robert Kelly's side. I'm saying no to everyone who's still on Bill Cosby's side. I'm saying no to any and everyone who is still on the side of women, particularly black women, being mistreated, abused, and misused and justifying it by saying I'm separating the man from from his issues and his talent I refuse I say no I'm here to say no about that it's not okay for me to grant R. Kelly mercy and grace when I wouldn't even grant half of the mercy and grace I give to Robert to a family member or to someone who has actually participated in my life for the people who are still like I don't care I'm gonna listen to his music that's your prerogative in your business and yes I I she me her I'm judging you I am I'm judging you because I believe it doesn't have to be about your daughter, your mother, your son, or someone you know as an individual in your direct uh life for you to be a person who protests another person who violates a human being. In the words of DL Hughley, comedian, actor I will never be black enough to think it's okay for a black man to rape black children just because white people do it too. So I say no to everyone in conjunction with Dio Hughley who wants to have Keep the same energy for your Harvey Weinsteins and everyone else. I agree they should be thrown into the jail as well. But just because they are not does not mean that R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and every man of color should remain out of the jail. There is so much going on in our lives on a day-to-day basis. There is so much mercy and grace that needs to be granted to ourselves and to people who actually matter in our real lives. But the problem lies where we overcompensate Our mercy and grace for people we don't know just because they make us feel good in rhythm, in song, in dance and in acting. They take our minds away from reality. They make us feel good. They make us want to move and shimmy on the dance floor. They make us laugh on their shows. They, they make us laugh in their movies. They make us cry. And it taps into something that overshadows our morals and my values. Not my values, your morals and your values. Whoever's continuing on participating in R. Kelly's music and any Predator's anything. Yes, it is different in my opinion. Why? Because I saw the R. Kelly tape. For me, I know it's true because I witnessed it myself. Yes, when I was younger, I watched the R. Kelly tape. I did just like most of America and it disturbed me. And you know what? I was a hypocrite like everybody else. I was young and I continued to listen to him. I continued to participate in R. Kelly's web of lies because I was surrounded and feeling good by his music. And as Denisio Schutz says, there was no adult around me telling me that he should be canceled. No adult, where, no adult was giving guidance at that time When the R. Kelly sex tape came out and when he married Aaliyah, no one in my circumference that was an adult told me what he did was wrong. No one told me that he should be quote unquote canceled. Not that I'm blaming every adult around me, but I was a teenager and a child and who was looking for guidance and I didn't have it. But now as an adult with my own sound mind, I can make my own decisions and I decide to not give R. Kelly. Or any celebrity who I feel doesn't deserve it, my mercy and my grace. You know who I decide to give it to? Myself. I decide to give it to you. I decide to give mercy and grace to people who are actually in my life on a day to day basis, who deserve mercy and grace, who deserve a second chance, who are taking ownership, who are not, who is not pretending like they don't know what everyone is speaking of, who, 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 who is not in denial. I don't believe R. Kelly deserves any mercy and grace for his portrayal. His acting skills are terrible. For his portrayal of an innocent victim. Do I believe he's being extorted or has been extorted? Absolutely. Do I believe that Jocelyn Savage's parents and I don't remember her other name, Azalea The the other one with the attitude that needs to be checked for coming at Miss Gail like that. Do I believe that their parents um, sold their daughters? I absolutely do. I believe the parents want to be the parents want to be famous or fame adjacent. And I believe their daughters were the sacrificial lambs in order for them to do so and have their fame adjacent or fame needs met. With that said, to watch this man with Gail King sit there and say that he he. Did nothing wrong. He knows not what anyone speaks of. He needs help from being a giver. He needs help from helping too many people. That's what he needs help from. You don't deserve my mercy and grace when you have no ownership. No, you don't deserve mercy and grace when you take it upon yourself to play the victim. And a lot of you are mad about that. You know why? Because you play the victim in your life. You take no ownership. You abuse mercy and grace. And you expect other people to justify R. Kelly with R. Kelly because you understand the narrative because you do that too. I say I'm not talking fast. You listening slow. With that said, there are so many beautiful things in the world to celebrate. And there are so many beautiful people in the world to give mercy and grace to. So when you listen to this episode, I want you to take away the definition of mercy and grace and the direction mercy and grace should be going to or who it should be going to in your life in addition to yourself. With that said, life is good, beautiful souls. Enjoy the episode. Let's go. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Yo, beautiful souls, what's going on? Where do I begin today? What do you need from me? How can I serve you? What blessing? can you get from the I Said No podcast today? What do you want to hear? What do you need to hear? Are you serving your needs or your greeds? Which one is it? Where are we going today? Either way, you know I got you. Wherever you want to go, I can go there with you. Why? Because I am your healthy emotional guide because I am Stephanie, the life architect many ask me am I really an architect do you build things and I say yes ma'am yes sir I build things I build things called lives healthy emotional lives I build I customize and I help design them I am a human GPS for my beautiful souls yes a human GPS you plug in the destination of your healthy emotional choosing and I help you stop getting to those roadblocks I help you stop going to those dead ends I help you stop going down those roads that lead you to nowhere I I help you. I help guide you to roles that have productivity, that have happiness and joy and pleasure on the other end of them. That is how I build emotional, healthy lives. So I ask you again, why are you here? What do you need? How can I help you? And let me ask you this. How can you help me? This is a a relationship about reciprocity. It's not all about me serving. I like to be served. I want to know what you can do on my end. What are you bringing to this here table? What what utensils are you bringing? Are you bringing empty plates and Tupperware just to fill up and take and withdraw? Or are you going to leave something here and deposit? Did you bring a bottle of wine? Did you bring a, a, a side dish? What did you bring to the table is what I want to know. Welcome to Hashtag. Say it with me, guys. ISM pod. Let me tell you something funny. I recorded a whole 10 minutes prior to this. That's why I was laughing at the beginning and realized that I did not plug my microphone in. <laughs> And I was just going and yapping and talking and was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I realized that I'm talking to the wall and nobody hearing what I'm saying. So here I am again, pressing record, starting all over because it happens, because mistakes happen and we have to be okay with them. We have to be adaptable. We have to be teachable and regroup and press record all over again. So that is what I did. It is March, M-A-R-C-H. It's March. It's March. You know what that means? The sun is coming. The sun is coming. My favorite uh, month of the winter is here. Why? Because it splits between winter and spring. And spring is one of my favorite months, not only because the natural vitamin D is back. Oh, 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 yes. Give it to mama. Mama needs that melanin sun-kissed by the sun gods. I want to sun worship. I want to be in the sun's presence. It is also the season to end most hibernation for people like me who hibernate in the winter, who feed into the narrative of hibernating for the winter, who decides to make winter their ally instead of their enemy and will refuses to fight against it and just stay stays indoors as much as possible. And sleeps and rests and rejuvenates and recharges as the winter is supposed to, uh, is designed for us to do. And now, now it's the time to bud and bloom all over again. And the trees will no longer be barren and the grass will be green again. And it won't be dark in the afternoon hours. And it will feel as if life is supposed to be what it is. I don't even know if that made sense, but it made sense to me. For me, New Year's. Is not January 1st. I've said this before. I shall say it again. For me, New Year's is the start of spring. I know. It's weird for people. I know. I know. I just personally do not believe that anything new um, is supposed to start when everything dies. And if you know what winter means, that is the shedding season when everything falls away and is barren and is supposed to represent separation and death and moving on and closing while spring represents a new and beginning and budding and and, and renewal. For me, I don't see how anyone could not see that that is the new year. But man makes their own calendar, so forth and so on. But Stephanie, she, me, her, she makes her own calendar. And I celebrate New Year's. My five, four, three, two, one is often the start of spring. So with that said, you know, we can start singing Happy New Year to each other if you want. May all the be forgot. <laughs> Don't pay me any mind. Spring 2019 starts on March 20th and it lasts till June 21st. So for me, my New Year's is March 20th. Um, I should get, to find some, you know, 2019 happy new year's memorabilia and i should pop a bottle of champagne because again you know it's the new new it's the new new for me so march 20th is my happy new year feel free to text me dm me send me an email leave a comment on march 20th and let me know you know that you are celebrating with me the new year the new budding blossoming year and then two days later Two days later, 322 Aries season for me has begun. Why? Because it's my birthday. Yeah. March 22nd is the Queen's birthday, but I'm not going to steal any energy from the Pisces. No, y'all are raining right now. We still in early March. I'm going to let y'all live. I'm not going to take no shine. It's all about you. I'm going to come back on the next episode and get all up in the Aries season, all up in it and be all about my glory. Okay. And be all about what it is to be an Aries. And maybe I can get somebody full of astrology to break down, you know, me as an Aries, as a Ram. I do believe a lot of the things that are attached to my sign. Uh, but I also believe that people use the astrology stuff as a crutch to be dickheads. Right. Cause I, I mean, not every Scorpio is a freak, right? We generalize you know, all of these signs and things and not every Gemini is two-faced and not every Taurus is an asshole. And, you know, not every Aries is, well, we are kind of difficult. I don't, I mean, we are boss. Well, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. There's a difference, but you know, not every Aries is, well, again, I don't know. (laughs) All the Aries I know We kind of fit the narrative Of the astrology That goes with our sign. So I'm not sure But I just I hate when people rest on Well I'm a this So that's why I do that And I do believe Astrology does play A factor in who we are When we're born Where we're born How we're born All of that does play a factor In our narrative And our makeup But I don't believe It plays all of a factor It's like nature nurture You learn things along the way Your sign Your parents Astrology is not your only influence. You learn things along the way. So I will get back to every season on the next episode. Pisces, it's all you right now. Do you bring in the sun, bring it to mama. I will patiently wait. I will patiently wait. I will patiently wait until Aries season, which is March 21st, which starts the day before my birthday. And it lasts to April 19th. And, you know, we just rock out for like a month hard body. Like, you know, I really feel like every day is my birthday. Every month is my birth month because, you know, Aries are very confident or this Aries again blanket statements blah this aries is very confident in most of the things that she does and feels i'm very sure of myself in most areas and um yeah so i don't need a special day to feel that way or a special month i feel extra in my bag in march but for the most part you know i'm in my bag 247 and when I'm not, it ain't two four seven. It might be two four two. You know, not twenty four seven. It might be twenty four two. You know, when I'm not in my bag, I tell you. But even when I'm not in my bag, I'm honest about not being in my bag. So it leaves me back in my bag because ain't no future in front, right? So I'm still in my bag and I'm still doing my bag, not feeling my whole bag. But the bag is still there. It's like a clutch. You know what I mean? I'm still there in my clutch, and um, I feel what I feel when I'm feeling it. And my Aries ass allows you to feel what you feel when you feeling it. So shout out to my Pisces right now, and my Aries. We we. We coming. We coming as per usual. And I will be celebrating, minding my business, drinking my water on a beach without any data, any microphones, any phones, any contact to the human world. I'm going to literally unplug, rest and recharge. I'm going to get a tan. I'm going to swim. I'm going to enjoy the beach. And I'm going to love myself through disconnection of the normal world and connection to the island native world. I am taking gifts all month by the time, you know, I come back my birthday and we I record again. My birthday will have passed. So I'm taking gifts all month. You know, you want to cash at me. You want to Venmo me. Hit that dollar sign. B-L-C-N-Y. Um, you want to support my business. You want to do anything. I don't care if it's a dollar. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's 50 cent you want to book a coaching conversation you want to book me to come to a party with a purpose you want to refer a client to me you just want to love on me you want to send me something I'll give you my P.O. box address you just want to be a blessing a blessing to me because I've been a blessing to you I appreciate it you just want to send me love you want to double tap you want to send me a dm a comment a a, a video you want to you just want to love on me I'll take it all I'll take it all I'm going to receive. I'm going to receive what love you have for me. But in the interim, let's turn it back to you. I did ask you in the beginning, what can I do for you? And I meant that. I meant that. I want to know what you need and how you need it. And someone emailed me and asked me how I felt about this Jordan Kardashian, Tristan Thompson situation. I can't stand, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I have so much to say. I was fuming when it all was going down, but I don't like to be reactive anymore. I like to sit and let it stew and let it marinate and let it unfold before I speak because things might come out that might change and your initial reaction, you might have to recant. And I don't wanna do that. And it's also people's lives we're talking about. And I'm not interested in using people's lives for fodder and jokes and, you know, disrespecting people who really are human beings and also have a heartbeat. With that said, I... I'm always torn about celebrity stuff, as you know. I've been asked to to incorporate a little bit more of celebrity stuff into my pod. I'm, (sighs) I'm on the fence about it. I'm on the fence about it. But I do, as you know, go there when I feel it crosses a boundary. And since this show is about standing in your no, in your healthy no, setting boundaries and not walls and really collecting and gathering folk who need collecting and gathering, I'm going to say this. When black women align, when we come together, we do mystical, magical things. The way black Twitter, okay, black social media in general, because it was also black Instagram, came and rallied together for Jordan, a 21 year old girl, okay, young girl, young girl who happens to be in a world that might be too much. She might've bit off more than she can chew. And she didn't realize it because she was an ally to the world. But when you become an enemy of that world, it's a whole different ball game. And the way we unified and said, no, 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 not on my black watch. Will you appropriate our culture? 24-7 and make millions doing so and then try to assassinate the character of 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 a child, though she's 21 and of legal age, she is a child, okay? Just because you're, 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 you are you're have adult um, IDs and uh, adult body parts does not make you grown, okay? There are many of us, as I always say, walking around as children in adult flesh. And Jordan seems that way to me. And we were just not having it. You're not going to assassinate this young girl's character and have her condemned to social media hell because you're white turned black, want to look Dominican surgery ass wants to blame everybody, but yourself for making poor life choices in men and not blame the man. What we were not going to do was allow one of our own to drown on her own. And I was so proud of the rallying, the alignment that took place for this girl. Let me clap it up for Jada Pinkett Smith. Let me. Mother. Mother. Yes, the Smiths. What would we do if there was no Red Table Talk? Where would Jordan have gone? Gone? You know where she would have went? Right into purgatory. Yeah, yeah. Just like everybody else, these Kardashians and these appropriators show up and spit out. She would have been right with them just going into purgatory. You saw what happened to Lamar. You saw what happened? To, uh, let me not even... Okay, let me rewind. This, this is why I don't like... See, I go down a rabbit hole with this celebrity nonsense, and I just want to bring it back to black women. Let me stay focused. Stay focused, Stephanie. Stay focused. You are applauding your sisters. Stay focused. I'm applauding you for your work as a community. Whether you thought Jordan was right or wrong, you knew that she was 21. That man was 30. She did not ask him to kiss her. He kissed her. He bent down and kissed her. And Chloe is 34 or 35 years old. And they, they got together... Okay, and mobbed up against her and tried to take her down. I don't even wear lashes and I'm fitting to order three pair of Jordan's lashes. I'm fitting to order it because I want to make sure that I support the cause. And watching you all support this young woman, not only with like Chloe, we beat you down and all this other stuff and threatening. No, there was some articulate, meaningful conversations had about the problem here. About the many problems of the appropriation that the Kardashians do and have and have done and we've contributed to. I know I used to watch keeping up with the Kardashians religiously. I know I was a part of the problem and I now know I'm a part of the solution and watching you all be solution driven on behalf of Jordan, thanks to Jada Pinkett Smith, was just really heartwarming to me. And I wish that same camaraderie would be here on a daily basis. I wish we were supporting Black women and Black businesses on a daily basis, and not only when we have to rally against the oppressors. And that's a problem for me, that we only seem to stick together when trouble is near trouble wouldn't be as close as it is they wouldn't be able to infiltrate so much if we stuck together when they were not around if we just rallied and built the village again you know we need to understand and this is not just for the black community this is for individual families I'm speaking to my family too you know how many of us only see each other at funerals and we are there we'll drop everything if somebody's in the hospital somebody needs help but on a day to day basis we're disconnected on a day to day basis we'll send a text here and there but we're not really involved with our families like that. But like I said, when shit hits the fan, we like what's good, where it's at, what you need, how I'm gonna do it. We wouldn't have to rally so much. If we were together more often when there was no rallying necessary, if we were just together on one accord just because one accord is the thing to do and be, okay? We need to understand that we allow too much mishigas in because we're not on one accord on a daily basis. There's no fence around us. We're not holding hands together. We're not blocking anything out. We're just all loosey-goosey individual put our, with our hands to our side, just allowing things to walk past us, right? But when we align together and hold each other's hands, Right. A mighty fist we become. Nothing can come in between that. So we need to understand that and realize that we need to be together, connected more often. With that said, again, I applaud everyone for just not allowing, not allowing this chick, Miss Chloe Kardashian, to say that Jordan ruined her family. When this man was tongue kissing another woman, when her water broke, her placenta was hanging out after the baby was like six centimeters out and he was already doing him. He don't want you, sister. And I don't mean sister like sis. No, he don't want you, sister. He don't want you, woman. He don't want you. And blaming another woman, which is what women tend to do, is a reason, one of the main reasons why men get away with the shit they get away with. It's inappropriate. Men get away with what they get away with, all the lying, all the cheating, all the bullshit, because we turn around and want to fight each other and not put the blame and the onus where it's supposed to go. Even if the other woman was wrong, let's take it away from Jordan. Let's talk about other women in general. Even chicks who are wrong, who deliberately know they side chicks and don't care if they're homewrecking or not. We still need to turn it to the man. He is in the committed relationship, not the woman. Her just do gonna come. Okay, I need y'all to keep the same energy y'all have with these other women, with your men. He's the father of my children. So what? He wasn't thinking about that when he was born to her. He's my husband. So what? He wasn't acting married when he was with her. Now, I'm not saying that you need to leave everybody who cheats you, cheat on you. I'm not saying you need to leave everybody who cheat on you. What I am saying is you need to check your scorecard. You need to check your energy card. Who's the venom going to and why? Why? Your self-esteem and I would really like to know. We we re- we really would. We want to know your self esteem, your self worth, and I really want to know why is it always easier to blame the other woman and fight her and rip her hair out and tear her career up and blast her all over social media, whether she deserves it or not. But he in the bed eating popcorn, he has no repercussion and consequences, but she does. Men learn through loss. How many times do I have to tell you that men learn through consequences and not forced loss, not forced loss. Let me tell you this. You heard the last episode. Well, I said he didn't abandon you, right? Thank you guys, by the way. You loved that episode. I got some amazing feedback. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening and understanding and being willing to self-evaluate, ladies. I'm so proud of you. Sidebar. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Not forced loss. Not that kind of loss that I was talking about in the last episode where you tell him to get out, but you really want him to stay and you playing these games. No. Men learn through genuine loss and genuine consequences. I did something wrong. I need some kind of consequence to understand what I did. I need the removal of my privileges that I have on a daily basis when I'm not fornicating. Mm-hmm. I need to understand the actions that I took it upon myself to engage in yield these consequences. Okay. And Tristan don't have that. And what happens is we don't have stick to it ladies. We out here just throwing mercy and grace all around the room, but we throw mercy and grace all around the room for him and no one else. That's where the problem lies for me. We out here doting on mercy and grace, giving agape love, Jesus love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Won't he do it? We throwing that to these men cold. Yeah. We get mad for a little while and it may last a week, a month, uh, maybe three months. He might leave, get an apartment, go to his mama's house. So he might go stay with a friend on the couch, you know. Um, but we fall, we get weak real quick. We get weak. We have no stamina when it comes to our self-worth and our value and our morals. No, 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 we don't because I love him. How many times I got to tell you love is not enough? Mm -mm. Love is not enough. You have to respect me. You have to honor me. You have to value me. You have to want to be great to and for me. But you out here just throwing mercy and grace. Great is your mercy towards me. Stop it, Donnie McClurgley. Your loving kindness. What? Towards me. Your tender, what? Day after day. What are you doing? He don't deserve, she don't deserve your mercy and grace. But I believe Jordan did. I believe a 21-year-old girl who is in over her head deserved Some mercy and some grace. Do you tell me what you think about that? A lot of people, you know, and I had somebody text me and said, is it bad that I'm not mad at Chloe or, or I understand where Chloe's coming from. And I said, absolutely not. It's not bad. I understand why she's hurt as well. She's embarrassed. She's mortified, but the venom is going to the wrong place. You can be mad at Jordan. Sure. Sure. Be mad at your man. Be mad at your child's father and be mad at yourself for making poor life choices when it comes to relationships yet again. Okay, Chloe? Okay, the Chloe's of the world? Okay? Okay? I'm gonna say it again. Okay? You out here giving a man mercy and grace? Do you know the definition of mercy? Do you know the definition of grace? First of all, people think mercy and grace are the same and they often get them confused. While the terms are similar, they do have similar meanings. I want you to know that they are not the same. Mercy is not punishing for sins that are deserved and grace is a blessing despite the fact that we do not deserve it. So when you hear in church and you hear God's given us grace and mercy, when God gives you mercy, it's him not punishing you for your sins, the punishment that you feel and that the world feels that you deserve or that God feels you deserve. And when he gives you mercy, it's the deliverance from judgment. He's not giving you the judgment. He's blessing you in spite of, in spite of, in spite of what you deserve. Okay. This means with your mistakes, with your imperfections, it won't be used against you, but it will be used for you, for your good. That is compassion and forgiveness shown towards you by someone who can destroy you with punishment. And they don't. Grace and mercy be unto you. I can't extend that to you constantly when you take my grace and mercy for granted. Chloe, Tristan, cheaters of the world. How many people are you extending grace and mercy to right now who do not deserve it any longer? Who have taken it for granted and you guys like to say they've taken my kindness for weakness. They have taken your grace and your mercy for weakness. That's what they've done. Your mercy, you could have punished them, but you didn't. And your grace, you're still blessing them in spite of the punishment that they deserve. How many people right now? Can you think of close your eyes. Let's close your eyes. How many people can you think of right now that do not deserve your mercy and grace? Even in your past, how many people that you sat there and continuously blessed with grace, grace over and over and over again? You blessed them with food, you blessed them with love, you blessed them with your presence, you blessed them with money, you blessed them with your body, you blessed them what was what was within between your magical thighs. You blessed them. You blessed them with your mouth. Okay, you blessed them with everything. You blessed them with everything you had both personally and professionally. How many people have you shown mercy to that took your mercy and stomped all over it? The problem is we are out here just delivering mercy and grace to people who tell us over and over and over and over and over again that our mercy is not worth their time. How do they say our mercy is not worth their time? By shitting all over it. Like I said, by taking it for granted, they think there's never going to be an end to it. There's no end in sight for your grace and your mercy. There's no end. I'll I'll fuck up again. I'll mess up again. She'll be here. I'll mess up again, she'll still be my friend I'll mess up again, that's my nigga yo He my bro, it's alright, I slept with his girl He not gonna be mad I I he he. I owe him money, but I didn't give it back to him And I'm not gonna say anything, I'm gonna just be quiet about it He not gonna say nothing, we still gonna roll He's still gonna be my homie, that's still gonna be my sister That's still gonna be my brother, my mother, I did that to her That's messed up, you know, I did this to my family I shook my family to the core And you know what They still gonna be my family, that's still my mom That's still my dad, no, not here No ma'am, no Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, you see what happens is you give people special dispensation because you love them When someone fills our love tank in any way, when someone entertains us We start to put a block on everything else about them We start to be attracted to the red flags that they give up And we start to justify those red flags because of the love that we have for them and with them But what we don't realize when we do that is we're compromising our intuition. We're disrespecting our intuition that is telling us that this needs to stop and cease. The grace and mercy train needs to come to a halt. But we sit there and we dishonor that because we care. And the problem is you're not caring enough about yourself And you're not caring about the grace and mercy That you have been given to give to others Because you're frivolously giving it to those who don't value it I need you to take a step back And evaluate grace and mercy I need you to take a step back and realize that the grace and mercy you're giving to people who don't deserve it, you could be giving to yourself. I need you to take a step back and understand that you're probably giving the grace and mercy that someone else deserves to someone who doesn't deserve it. I need you to take a step back and understand that grace and mercy is a gift that is not to be used and abused and turned over like a whore's mattress. I need you to understand that grace and mercy, grace and mercy is a present that, You give away too freely. Everyone deserves a second chance, sure. Do they deserve a third, fourth, fifth, and sixth? Mm, Not here. Not so much. After a while, you have to understand that you are being used and abused. Your grace and mercy is being used and abused. And whether that's a Chloe and Tristan situation or a friendship situation or a professional situation at work where they don't value you and they make you do all the work, but yet you're not getting raises and promotions. I think you need to sit back and evaluate things in your life that get the grace and mercy from you that needs to be given to yourself. And it's OK to store your grace and mercy. You know, you don't have to just give it out. It's OK to bottle it. It's okay to store it. It's okay to uh, have it grow. And give it to someone in abundance. Here's the thing. You get depleted so often. You're so busy giving your grace and mercy out to people who don't deserve it. You're depleted. And when people who actually deserve it, who really, really didn't really mess up that much, who really are apologetic, who really take ownership of what they did, who come and apologize. You dismiss them. Whatever, nigga. You're not going to be uh-uh. because I'm a grown woman. You're not going to be talking to me like that. I'm not here for the shits. This is why I don't trust women. This is why I don't hang with dudes. Niggas ain't shit. You have to understand these statements come from a place of lack. They come from a depleted place. You're constantly being withdrawn from. Your grace and mercy is constantly being used. That when people who really enjoy your company, who really mean well by you and who show uh, characteristics of a human being who makes a mistake and messes up and comes back to rectify that, you have no more grace and mercy to give them. why? Because you're worn out you're worn out. There were too many withdrawals from that mercy and grace bank account and you have no more to give. It's a negative balance and you're losing amazing people. You lost an amazing friend. You lost a possible amazing mate. You lost an amazing coworker. Things ain't the same because your heart and heart didn't know how to process and give mercy and grace and forgiveness because you're too busy giving it out to the wrong people and the right people can't even benefit from it anymore. Grace... And mercy, mercy, and grace, and mercy. Where does your grace lie? Where does your mercy lie? Who gets it? Who uses it? Who abuses it? And when is the last time you've given it to yourself? Let me tell you one last thing about grace and mercy and how you can tell when people misuse it. Manipulative or misguided people always want to tell you that you overreacted after they have to deal with the consequences from you that come from their underreaction. And the dismissal of your initial boundary setting that led you to have to give them grace and mercy in the first place. Did that make sense? Let me, let me bring that back really quickly. So you, you bestow grace and mercy upon someone because someone, you know, crossed you in your opinion and did you wrong and crossed your initial boundary. But they always want to tell you that they feel you're taking it too far. It ain't that serious. You did too much. Those are the people that did not initially deserve your grace and mercy. Whether, whether they didn't deserve it because they didn't understand it or they didn't deserve it because they are genuinely manipulative people who do not deserve for someone to come back and allow them back in. Either way, your grace and mercy was misused. Anytime someone tells you after disrespecting you and violating you that your reaction to their under action Okay, is too much. You need to assess whether your grace and mercy was bestowed on the right person. You can't tell me that my reaction was too much when you underreacted in the first place. I said what I said. You can't tell me that I overreacted when you underreacted to my initial boundary setting request. Right. So when I give you mercy and grace to your underreaction and then you want to come back and be like, oh, Yo, you was doing too much. It wasn't that deep. I mean, I just did what you told me not to do. And I do that to everybody. So what you mad about? Bloop. Leave a message. No one's either here for you anymore. Beep. No, 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 no. You didn't deserve my mercy and grace because the fact that I gave it to you, you should be grateful and that we're back into this relationship again, friend, lover, professional, whatever it is. Now you're going into questioning how I react and reacted when you violated me. I need to sit back and assess. This is the type of person that doesn't deserve my mercy and grace, the type that doesn't question my pain and how I handled it, the type that doesn't sit up there and tell me I was wrong for having a consequence and a reaction to their initial wrong. I'm not here for someone to manipulate me. I'm not here for someone to take my mercy and grace for granted. I need you, my beautiful soul unicorn, to take assessment of your mercy and your grace. Beautiful soul, have you purchased your Emotionally Healthy and Respect My Boundaries V-neck t-shirts yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Yep, I have merch now. Where can you find it? On my website, of course. That's www.blcny.org. And you can click on the shop tab. Or you can click the link in any of my social media bios. Fellas, get one for your daughter, your wife, your sister, and your female friends. I am so appreciative of your business. Thank you for listening to I Said Know the Podcast. Podcast.